Hi, you guys want some cookies? 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 Welcome to the garage. Welcome to another edition of the Throwback Podcast. Dan Hans is here, joined as always by, oh, you know who he is. He's my bosom buddy, Bob Castron. Hey, Bobby. You can't kill us, Dan. You can't kill us. Nah, bro. We keep coming back. Nah, Think bro. Think we're dead? We keep coming back. Yeah, we're like we're like Jason from Friday the 13th. Don't get the reference, but that sounds like a thing. I think it's Halloween. Oh, no, it's... Uh, or is that Krug's? It's May. No, wait, wait, no, wait a second. The movie Halloween. There's a movie? Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, that was like a little comedy styling little to comedy. start this off. Hey, a little listen. Bit. That's improv. We were it's just yes, music. yes, ending. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's about music. music and improv. It's a pr- improv. It's a music improv podcast. And that's why we're still around. Because we're still around. Who you the people. The hell saw that coming. You the people. We reached out a few weeks back and we said, what did we say? We said. We give up. We give up. We gave up. And then you, the listener, said, yo, go fuck yourself. Don't give up. Start some type of campaign to keep yourselves alive. And that's what we did. We did the old uh, Patreon. 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 Patreoni. Patreon. 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 Patreon.com slash throwback pod. And uh, we started. throwback pod, maybe? No, it's just throwback pod. Okay. Uh, Halloween. (laughs) And... What happened, Bob? And uh, yeah, you guys, uh, you guys won't let us stop. You guys threw maybe millions of dollars. I don't think we're going to say, but you guys threw boatloads of money at us. Six million dollars. To keep this thing going. Week. And so now we're, we're never going to stop. We're going to keep this thing going for the rest of our lives because of you. It really is awesome because. No, it really is. Yeah. Bob and I, we, uh, we were hoping to keep the show going, but we didn't really have an avenue. And then uh, Bob. You did a lot of the research slash all the research, and then the listeners took the baton. No, it was all the listeners because we were ready. Nobody has ever folded quicker than we did <laughs> when uh, Headgum gave up on us. We just like yeah. laid down in the streets. Yeah, we were like the French in uh, you know 1943. Oh, <laughs> I think the years off. WW two humor. Really killing it. Do we have a <laughs> improv? Music, Music, comedy, straight ahead comedy, history. We're a couple of Wayne Brady's. Uh, And what do we do? Uh, Because you said you wanted this podcast to continue. For some reason. We said, well, here's some fucking bush for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just want to, I should start by saying you said that, Dan. You said. We've got bush. Let's come back and hit them with some bush. And I said, oh, yeah. no, for real, what are we going to do? <laughs> and you kept saying it. And then I realized you weren't kidding. No, like, I said, I wasn't part of the burn down my own rented garage. <laughs> if we do not record a Bush podcast to celebrate our successful return to the airwaves. <laughs> it was a weird choice. I a, left you without any options. No, I mean, I had to. I, I don't even know what that would mean for you financially if you burned down a rented garage. So I didn't want to put you in that position. Litigation. But hold on, before we get into the episode... Headgum would absorb any they're still absorbing. for yeah. a uh, rented that is uh, garage. As long as we use the logo that they made us, they still have to absorb everything. I think... I didn't talk to a Just lawyer. A guess. I didn't talk to a lawyer on that, but it sounds right. Um, things are going to be a little different around here, though. And uh, before we get into the episode, Dan, mm. we need to throw it to a quick word from our sponsor. <laughs> Hey, Dan. Hey, Bob. 
Would you like to talk about wood? Would I? Would you? Well, let's talk about Stu's Wood. Would ye? What's the deal with that situation? Wood who? <laughs> Stu's Wood is the wood I want to talk about. Oh, yeah. You know Stu's Wood? It fits in perfectly with this podcast. Yes, I do, Bob. Stu'swood.com. That guy's amazing. He makes wood stuff. Uh, custom woodworking, handmade, unique, personalized pieces. He uh, actually, Stu, uh, it's not his actual name. His name is Steven. And Steven made our Around the NFL Picks Trophy that Mark and I shared uh, on my more successful podcast. And also, he carved out coasters for each of us in our home state. So I have some... Empire State coasters from Stu's Wood. The man is a fucking genius with a chisel in his hands. I think that's how he does it. I, I would Chainsaw assume so. Or chisel. How do you do wood things? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know anything about wood. But if you want to know more about wood, go to Stu's Wood. At Stu's Wood on Instagram. At Stu's Wood on Twitter. This is weird. Or, go to, or you just go to Northwest Ohio and ask, hey, where's a childless guy who's like 30 years old and has expendable income and doesn't know what to do with it, so he gives it to podcasts. Custom Woodworking, at Stu's Wood on Twitter or Instagram. Follow him. Stu's Wood. Dot com. Stu's Wood. <laughs> that was fun, Bob. See? I mean, I told you it's different now. We're, we're not some rinky-dink mm-hmm. part, of, part of some network anymore. Mm-hmm. We are an independent mm-hmm. company. Mm-hmm. Even though if any, that sounds scary. If any record labels come after us, we're not a company. We're all, no. yeah, we're not. No, we're like uh, the lawyer from The Simpsons where we would go to the meeting to discuss the situation, uh, run away immediately, and they'd find confetti in our suitcases. <laughs> that, that would be That us. is an accurate comparison. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, no, this was, uh, before we get into Bush, uh, this is the best way, the Patreon was the best way to do it because it feels much, to me anyway, Bob, and I think you agree too, is that, it doesn't feel like a handout. It feels like you guys like the show, so you're going to give us some of your income, and in return, we will go to the garage and go fuck ourselves on a semi-regular basis. Exactly. Like Part of the whole thing when we started this was like no work, no effort, uh, which again is why we folded like a couple of goddamn lemmings that just <laughs> walk off a cliff with no second thoughts. Wee oui, wee oui, Hitler, come on in. <laughs> World it. history, baby. Got it. No, you're good. Yeah, thank you're you. You're good with that. Uh, but you know, we are going to put a little bit of effort into this now. So we have different tiers, like different people giving us different amount of money, get different things. Like you get to vote in polls, or you get to like hang out with us, Google Hangout. Once we figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have sponsors like you heard. All a waste of your money, by the way. It's a big waste. I don't know why anybody would do this, but thank you guys to everybody who did. And I'm not going to thank you guys anymore because I feel like I've really, I've thanked you a lot. Any, yeah, anything you get, if you are a fan of the show, anything you give helps and, and it's, uh, it's much appreciated. Uh, so with that said, let's get to work, Bob. We got work we to got do. Work. Let's roll we, up our sleeves. We are employed by our listeners, essentially. Yeah. Which now when I start to think about it through that lens, Again, I'm getting a creeping sense of dread that this is a huge mistake, but now it's too late. A little nervous. Like one of the listeners, like uh, indecent proposal propositioned me mm. to like do an album of his choosing mm. where he's like, if I give you $150, will you do a playlist that I make? Was and I was it, like, I don't know. I, I felt was like, it like a 107-year-old Robert Redford? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like Demi Moore. I didn't know what to do. Um, so I blew him. So you blew him. Yeah, yeah. that's what I figured. Yeah. Um, so anyway, yes, Bush, 16 Stone. It is uh, one of the biggest alternative rock albums of the 1990s. and Somehow. Somehow, impossibly. And I think, Bob, I think this one's a little trickier. I'm going to say this is a... Mm, 
January 95 joint. Ooh, wow. Did I do it? You were really close. Oh. How, about, how about December 94, Dad? Oh, God damn it. Yeah. You were I actually really rather close. be a little further off. But okay, that yeah. puts us right smack dab in the middle of the 90s. Clinton is king. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, go, go, economy. Oh, what's that? The internet? Nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the internet. We're a that, current events podcast. Did we, at that point in life, were you hanging out in my bedroom? On my my computer, bothering people in AOL chat rooms was that ninety four? That came a little later. It was, in, I think it was ninety five, right around there. We would, uh, buy, you had a nice setup. I had, I had a you, computer. Yeah, yeah, broken family. Probably you got it for Christmas. No, they had to buy my love somehow. Yeah. <laughs> so you got the computer with the internet hookup in your room, private connection. Which, well, I wouldn't call it a private connection. If the phone was being used, I couldn't use it. But the door closed late at night. But then no, but there was there's nothing. nothing. There's no heat. There was nothing at the time. There's no heat. This I, is one of the great fears. Bob and I both have two little boys. One of the great fears now is like, what the hell are we gonna do once these suns start jerking? Because the computer, <laughs> the internet now is a savage wasteland. It's everywhere. Depravity. Well, and it's everywhere. When we were kids, no probs. No, like I, I remember probably years after '94, trying to like download I've never said no probs before yeah yeah download one photo of like a, a probably half topless woman probably like one nipple <laughs> and it would take like 45 minutes and you'd have to like guard the door yes. and it would come in from the top to the bottom so <laughs> yeah, it'd be like so 90, 90s hair 90s eyebrows <laughs> 90s no like it was on its way 90s down makeup and then like right before you would get to that Blush. one nip there would be a knock on the door like i need to use the uh, phone brutal. and that would be the end of it this was even pre-Tommy's bookmarks. Oh, way I mean, these pre- are, These <laughs> yeah, are tough there, times, archaic times. So there anyway. was nothing. But I was saying, I was yeah. talking to a friend about this today, actually, because uh, he has a son who's about 12. He's jerking. He's probably jerking. But probably squirting. Him and uh, his son. His are we son, allowed to even talk about that? No, probably not. His son and his uh, son's friend, <laughs> they like overheard for this. some people having phone sex or there was something like this. So they Googled uh, the word sex to see like what they could find with it. And I was saying, like, who did this kid, this 12 year old just went to Google and Googled sex. That should be a sign. Like, Google should know that the only people Googling the word sex are kids. (laughs) Like, so Google should have a filter for if it's like sex or boobs. It just like redirects to like PBS. Yeah, that's true. Who else would do that? Except for like old people. So it's old people and 12 year olds. I feel like you are coming up with a method to protect the youth, Bob. This I'm might be help. your calling. We have kids. We need to stop them from jerking <laughs> as long as we can because we know there's no going back. Especially now. All right. So that takes you to the time and place, kind of. <laughs> well, how about this? This takes you to the time yeah. and place. Uh, December 23rd, 1994. Whitey Bulger fleed from Boston mm-hmm. and successfully hid from law enforcement for the next 16 years. And also created a ton of bad movies. I was going to say, process. back in the 90s, nobody gave a shit about this except for people in New England. Yeah. And then after Goodwill Hunting, roughly 480,000 Boston movies were made. Yep. And then I think Johnny Depp was in seven movies where he played Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Like and Ben compl- Affleck. Like they were fighting. They were arm Affleck. wrestling over who got to play Whitey it's like Bulger. like who gets to be Bulger. Uh, it was basically just a way to do an Irish version of Goodfellas. Yeah. And it was inferior every time. Yes. Every single time. Uh, movies that came out that month. Go fuck yourself, Whitey Bulger. Just kidding. Anyone listening? It was a good, yeah. Don't guys do are great. Don't do that. You're Irish. Don't do that. Uh, Cobb, <laughs> the Ty Cobb movie. Cobb. Yeah. Came out. Yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Yep. Street Fighter. 
which uh, provided us with that great oral history. Great oral on, history. He was on Vulture or something John like Claude Van Dunn was a complete pile of pig shit on the set, <laughs> and everyone hated him. And basically and everyone somehow, was Somehow on. he still banged Kylie Minogue. Yeah, he was secretly banging Minogue, and I think he was newly married at the yeah, point. Yeah, something like that. At that point. And, and the movie was just a disaster. Nobody knew what it was going to be. And poor Raul Julia. Raul Julia was dying. dying of cancer. And they were just wheeling him out there to be like a big street fighter. Like, yeah. Julia gets wheeled out. Like right a step away from his deathbed to film scenes from Street Fighter. Oh no! While Van Van Dam is banging the <laughs> "Can't Get You Out of My Head" girl. Good pull by Van Dam. Nice, nicely done. Uh, Legends of the Fall, Brad Pitt's hottest movie, if you ask me. And fuck you! Fuck you! Slow down. What? His hottest movie is a tie between Fight Club and A River Runs Through It, and you could get out of here. And I understand you're gonna say, "What about the poster that all the cro- the college girls had?" Where he had the long hair and he's yeah. like sitting on the bed. Okay, highly fuckable, obviously. <laughs> obviously, but you give I can't me you're even arguing this. You give me Brad Pitt with the short hair and the 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 red leather jacket from Fight Club, or <sighs> you give me 1930s Brad Pitt fishing with his dad, but also being troubled. You just have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> Love me, father. Um, no to the no to the Fight Club, Brad. Because he was smoking, and that would just be like kissing an ashtray. So I'm not. I don't want that. And uh, that's really gay, Bob. <laughs> Despite everything else that was just said, that was supremely gay. <laughs> Dumb and Dumber also came out. Good movie, funny. Yeah, it's calmed down a little bit, but very funny. I was gonna pull up a uh, thing, but I was like, no, we know every single line yeah. from that movie. We don't need to hear that again. And um, we're not gonna do the number one song this time because it was another Boys to Men song. Enough. And enough with the Boys to Men. But I thought it was worth noting: December 31st, New Year's Eve. The 23rd annual New Year's Rockin' Eve special aired on ABC with appearances by Melissa Etheridge, Salt and Peppa, Hootie and the Blowfish, and this man, John Cicada. Now, I feel like we've referenced Cicada a couple times. Cicada comes up. He's known to come up in combos. He doesn't come up in any combo except for this garage. (laughs) But this is one of those songs where I think I put it, I don't know why I still have it in my orbit at all. Right. But sometimes it'll come up on Spotify and I fucking like this What's song. What's not to like about it? It's a it's a charming song. By the way, is it just me or did every song in 1992 start like this? <laughs> yeah, this could be Annie Lennox walking on broken glass. It could be like late period Duran Duran. It could be Duran Duran. It could be all right. so many different things, but it's not. It's Cicada. Let's get into it a little bit. Though. This chorus is a skyscraper. It's a great chorus. He also kind of looked like my grandfather. Remember my uh, pop-up? Mm. Yeah, John Cicada kind of like looks like my grandfather. God, I wish I could have met your grandfather. All right, now that's the new gayest thing. Wait, here it comes. Ready? I did meet your grandfather. Yeah. He was no Cicada. <laughs> Come on. He's like a Jewish Cicada. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Cicada, get to it. Reason. Oh, here it is. Give me a reason. I, I don't want to say it. I don't want to find another way. Make it through the day without you. I like when it goes like, give me the reason. <laughs> like, give me, give, me a, give me a mix with that song and some PM Dawn. Yes. And some Walking on Broken Glass. I'm in. Like, this is the exact background music that was used for that Crying Game song. That's it. <laughs> yeah. They just used the same. This is the same exact background for, remember, the Duran Duran song, Come Undone? Yep. 
Yep. It's the same song. <laughs> they saved money on that. It was good. It was uh, pre-boom. So, you know, we needed... It was still that George Bush recession that we were dealing with. Plus, you couldn't do... You couldn't do... Um, like bot crawls what? back then. Like oh, you couldn't yeah, like yeah. find songs. There was, it was just a wild, wild west but so Do you think it was a lot of parallel thought? Like everybody just had that exact same riff at the same time and they made it? Or were they just stealing it willy-nilly? Like the way Tony, Tony, Tony did that uh, If I Had No Lead song. I think it was probably more the Tony, Tony, Tony situation. Yeah, there's a lot of Tony, Tony, Tony situations. Out there. Oh yeah, Bob, it's Bush time. We're really doing it. I'm going to find my asshole, brother. <laughs> wow. Wait, this is it. Listen. Yeah, here he comes. Find my asshole, brother. <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> you love it. You love the comedic stylings of Gavin Rossdale. I love the little Rossdale talking about his troubled relationship with his, with his siblings in L.A. <laughs> like, what's going on there? Uh, this is Everything Zen, the first single released off 16 Stone, one of the biggest albums in alternative rock in the 90s. Let's listen to the chorus. Your first thoughts, uh, when, you, when Everything Zen came out, Bob, did it click for you at all? I remember it kind of clicked for me because it was a good time for music. There was a lot of great music coming out. Like any day you turn the radio on, you would hear like great alternative rock. And I remember when this song came out, I liked it enough. It didn't blow me away, but I was like, oh, cool. Another good song. Like I was never like, this is incredible. It was just like another good song that was on the radio. I never would have thought that they would go on to, like you said, and it still sounds weird hearing you say it, make one of like the biggest albums of the decade. Yeah. And it's certainly what it was. And uh, I think we've talked about it. I think we're on the same page. Like, 94 through 96 to me is like the richest period of alternative rock yep. in that decade just so many different bands and so many big albums and uh, this was definitely in that post Nirvana uh, got lumped in with that post post Cobain's death mm-hmm. grunge music and they got kind of killed too well they got destroyed they were not respected at all not not they could not get any goddamn respect i don't know how much of that had to do with rossdale being a piece of ass so this is a very homoerotic podcast but a very aren't, attractive aren't they, all, aren't they all bro yeah ultimately we're two men locked in a garage together <laughs> late at night pantsless uh so i don't think that helped rossdale right but there was always an element of suspicion around the band even as they were getting rich off this album yeah like, if you guys, uh, if you're a little young, you don't remember the Bush era of rock history, but you remember the band Jet that came out in the early mm. 2000s, Bush was Jet. Yeah. Where, you know, there was like the respectable strokes and white stripes and all the music coming out of New York. And then Jet came out with, uh, are you going to be my girl? Right. And got zero actual respect, but racked up some huge hits. Yeah. And had that, That's what Bush that slow ballad with Bush, you'll hear later, they had some ballad. Yeah. a big hit ballad and uh yeah i think that's a good i think bush was bigger than jet ever was but it, it's similar it has that vibe and this was uh a big hit this was number five on the mainstream rock charts uh it reached number two on the modern rock chart it's fine how many it's, fine. it's not their best song by how many big stretch. hits are we gonna hear on this album Probably we're gonna like get i think five radio bangers five radio bangers yeah. all right so we have to i think at the end we should rank where the radio bangers go power rank yeah. power rankings this one I, is not gonna be on the top i'll tell you that Okay. I'll tell you that, Dan. 
All right, listen. I'm not here to stand for Bush. I think this is a little bit, it's a little soggy. Just a little, like, swampy or something. It kind it of, really it's it it's in that same world as, like, the Silver Chair Tomorrow yes. song, although I think Tomorrow is a better song than this. I do like there's this one part at the end. Do you know what I'm talking about? When the music drops out and he goes, Zan, Zan. Yeah. I think it's coming up. I do like this part. Here it comes. <laughs> stupid, but I love it. Yeah, you do. It's stupid rock. It's dumb rock, but there, I feel like there's always a little, there's a little room for dumb rock. Of course there is. Um, you know. Yeah, not everything has to be Radiohead. Right. Assholes. <laughs> Sometimes you can just listen to some dumb music and like it. Uh, the track two is called Swim. Let's listen to it a little bit, Bob. Okay. I got to start doing the radio DJ thing. But it, with these songs that I where I just talk up to the beginning of the singing. Right. But I don't know. I don't know when this motherfucker starts singing Swim because I've never heard the song before. Yeah, I don't think I've ever heard Swim. So you did not own this album. No, I did not own Despite banging the stuff. table for doing it tonight, you somehow never purchased 16 No, it's in, it's in that all-star group. We did an album recently. It was the same case. Uh, some of these 90s albums are so ubiquitous uh, when you're in the moment that you didn't really need to have the album. Like, yeah. Tragic Kingdom, I didn't right. own. Um, Alanis Morissette, Jag Little Pill, I didn't own. But I knew, like, the whole album. Yeah. And this, and, or the songs, that I guess, I thought counted. But there's some there's some people out there caping for Bush that say, no, dude, plug in on Swim. Yeah, I mean, it's got some prime track listing right here. <laughs> putting it in, putting it the number two spot. It's like, uh, you need to be, like, a real hitter. Let's give Swim a chance. Number two. sound like there was a lot of effort put into swim no i think we should swim very far away okay from swim oh you mean oh you mean like that's like a metaphor <laughs> nice little neat little play on words i call it oh more comedy <laughs> you're, you're good i'm killing it tonight killing it tonight track three. Oh, it's one of those albums with all the short song titles okay which i believe is meant to be meaningful this song is so called, they were ripping off Pearl Jam as well as Nirvana and every other. I think they were rip. I think they basically were Eclipse Notes of popular right. '90s alternative acts, lead in the five years leading up to the release. Here is a song called "Bomb." Uh oh. <laughs> well, let's 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 let this sink in. Ooh, I thought it was going to explode. I thought, I thought it was going to explode like Nirvana, a bomb. Quiet, loud. Might be building up. There's still that plenty time. of time for them to do that. Not too much time. It's only 3.23, the song, and we're one minute deep. It's about to hit, Bob. Here comes the crash. It's a bomb, Dad. It's going to blow up like oh. a bomb. Holy shit, Bob. You did it. Blow up. Blow up. Be interesting. There it is. I don't know about that one either. I don't know what kind of bomb that was. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm already just three songs in. If you're a rock critic who has to listen to just piles of CDs a day right. where everything kind of sounds like this, once you get to track three, you're like, all right, I get what this band is. And granted, there are some big bangers coming up. Right. But it's just it's putting a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah, I think uh, if they got killed as being a very generic product created by a record label built around a very handsome, long, brown-haired man with solid muscles. Good muscles, kind great eyes. Great cheekbones, kind eyes. Yeah. Did I mention his um, jawline? No. Go very on. square. Uh, Dave Damashek, uh, my colleague at NFL Media, has a, he, were, he used to write for Jimmy Kimmel and as a result has met and had met tons of different celebrities, mm-hmm. male and female. And his hot take, which makes a lot of sense, Bob, I know you work in the entertainment sector as well. So yeah, maybe you adjacent. Can, you can also uh, speak to this. Uh, but the thing that separates all these male actors in Hollywood, that, and they really just like stick it to you. There's really just a big kick in your nuts. What separates them is the jawline. Interesting. Time and time again, all the actors that come, even the ones that aren't classically known as hunks, right. as they say, or babes, right, right. male babes. Is that a term? Yeah, I think it is now. Wow, he's a real male babe. Ooh, look at that male babe walking my way. <laughs> it's always, it's always the jawline. <laughs> this is an incredibly gay episode. Wait, hold on. I, the jawline is what sells it. I'm not aiming to make the episode gayer. Go ahead. But I want At you to this think, point, we got to go all I want away. you to think about it uh, during the song. Who's the hottest male celebrity you've seen? Let's pump up the music <sighs> and think about this. Okay, little things. Oh, yeah. We have a little more to the chorus. Okay. But I like this song. Me too. I always like it. And it actually sounds good. The, the first three songs, including Everything Zen, kind of had a, like a real sludgy sound to them. A little but mucky. Even, yeah, it was a little mucky in a bad way. This one has a little bit, it's a little crisper. It's got a little bit, a little more refined. A little refined. slicker. They put a little more uh, production into this one. All right, here's the bridge. The song is in the uh, made-up lyrics Hall of Fame for me. Like sometimes when you just start singing along with the song and you know the lyrics wrong, but then you just do it for the rest of your life. It doesn't matter what you're saying. This yeah. song, every time, is like, little things kill pterodactyl. I always, <laughs> it doesn't I, to matter. This day, I yeah. just sing pterodactyl. Guess what? It's definitely not dumber than whatever he's saying. <laughs> so just go with it. The flying dinosaur, probably not what he's saying. No, it probably, or it is. Uh, I the took, famed flying dinosaur. You know, the number one uh, song I never knew the words to that I would do that in the made-up uh, lyrics Hall of Fame was Song 2 by Blur. Oh, you didn't need to know You that. didn't need to, yeah. to the point where we had a, if you remember, we had a battle of the bands at our high school. I do remember And that. I went on stage and performed it in front of the school singing uh, Woo Hoo and just making up the words in between because there was barely an internet. with. Did the, you there was propose no, anything to the... Uh, 
audience in the auditorium about what maybe you could promise if they elected you class president? You know, that's like a... It's a <laughs> totally unfair day. It's a low blow. It's <laughs> totally a, unnecessary. It's a reference that I'm not going to dignify, and if you haven't heard previous episodes, you're not going to understand it. So you're really just alienating people. It's a dick move no, I'll by do you. a quick cliff's notes No, no, that's right. It's right. You don't have to. Uh, have Bob to ran for office as a this, fifth grader against uh, the seventh grader and promised a sleigh riding club, all right. which is some of the most fucking insane shit that's ever still been done. Hurts. Still hurts to hear it out loud. I'm <laughs> um, looking down at my shoes right now. Uh, no, this was 12th grade, so seven years later, I had yes. come a long way, and I, here I was really just uh, coming a long way, standing on stage, wearing a bucket hat, singing song two with my friend's <laughs> band. I think they were called Five Minute Major. Yes. And uh, it was a lot of fun. Good but yeah, I did not term. know a single word I sang. This song reminds me of, by the way, um, and you did a great job, by the way, Bob. Thank you very much. I remember that. I wish, um, you, I wish you would have voted for me for president. <laughs> Maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, I look at the chart uh, performance of Little Things, and it's, it reminds me of something that's a very interesting fact about Bush, which is that they are a British band that did not have a big British following. Interesting. They were very big in the United States, obviously. This song peaked at number four on the Alternative Songs chart, number six in the Mainstream Rock chart. Uh, Billboard, it was a top 50 hit. It peaked at 184 in the UK. Whoa. Now. What's with that? We should probably also realize that this came out, what, at the height of Britpop or right as Britpop was hitting its uh, peak and... They didn't have fucking time for Bush. No, they were they were too <laughs> invested in Blur v Oasis, like putting out their like yeah. uh, best music. And we were just talking about Blur. That was not Blur's best music. No, we were talking about what was the album uh, Park Life Park Life against What's the Story Morning Glory. Yeah, they're not gonna fuck with Sixteen Stone. No, why would they? Plus, Pulp was killing. Pulp it at was that out time. there doing things. There's a lot of great stuff happening. Yeah, and there are UK listeners right now screaming seven others like the Happy Mondays were what about doing James? things. James. What about James? What about the Stone Roses? Calm down a little bit. What about the Lightning Seeds? We're, we're doing okay. Just calm down. Cut, <laughs> cut us a little slack. Uh, but the Brits, they didn't have time to fuck with Bush. We've got the Charlatans UK. Why? Or maybe they were just the Charlatans <laughs> over there. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. It's a good question. Uh, all right. You're going to get some Charlatans UK heat for that. I hope so. This might be the most famous Bush song. See, now we're on fire a little bit. Yeah, it's true. We've we've rebounded from bomb. This to me is like the most played Bush song. To this day, you'll find it on like Lithium on Sirius XM. And I know I can talk a lot during this part because it's a big buildup, but an effective one. Big buildup. Yeah, I, I would agree that this was, I don't know, you know, chart wise if this was like their biggest song, but it was definitely the one that was played the most in the mid 90s. Okay. And we can still go for another like three minutes of talking, I think, I think before it's about it even to starts. Hit. Okay. You think so? Here it comes. Right back down to size. How's that? That was a really good roster. Thank you. Thank you. God, you look like him and you sound Thank like you. him. Thank you. Um, I have, when we get to the song from the video, the video from the song that's coming up later, um, I do have to share, since this is a very sexually charged episode <laughs> of the male persuasion, I do have to share a, a very real, as I talk over one of their best courses, a very real. Um, Young, what, age 15, age 16, 
um, sexually charged moment associated with Gavin Rossdale. Like real, like real talk. Yeah, no, that's a IRL. Tea. That's a great tease. We'll miss that the was chorus, well but. worth talking over the chorus for. There's another one coming up. Have you? Maybe uh, we'll we'll let it play when he's doing. Oh, I do you, I do you, I do you, I do you, I do you. Like that. Too. Another great Rossdale impression. Uh, wait, so have you uh, decided who the hottest male celebrity you've seen in person is? Mm. Best looking male celebrity. You know who is smoking hot? Um, present company excluded. Present company excluded was uh, when I was working at the NFL, I got to cover the red carpet of the Oscars one year. Ooh, a lot and, of babes on that. A lot oh, of male babes walking your way on that red carpet. As far as the eye can see, <laughs> um, the stars of stage and screen. Uh, but I got actually into a minor conversation or had a front row seat for Ed Reed, then of the Ravens, uh, missed the course a second time, talking to <laughs> George Clooney. Whoa. 2012 George Clooney, 2013 George Clooney. So not like, I, I feel like Clooney's crossed over to old man Clooney at this point. Right, so but this is like right, right. When he was at his peak, like... Golden Fox. Like, not even Silver Fox. Fox yeah, yeah. Like, Salt and Pepper Fox. Yeah, yeah. And this was also my favorite Clooney, too, because Clooney, as we know, uh, ended up marrying... Uh, what's her name? Amal. Amal, who everybody's fucking over the moon about Amal. She's a human rights uh, hero, and apparently she's smarter than everyone in the world, and she's highly sophisticated. You're talking about George Clooney, Amal's husband, not the other way around. <laughs> exactly. Thank you very much. People eat this Amal shit up. Yeah. And, you know, Godspeed, Amal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you got a nice life set up, and I have nothing to say negative. But I like the Clooney that was right before he settled down, and he's like, I'm going to nail Stacey Keebler for oh, like that was seven the months. Best Clooney was like, I'm just going to pluck this girl from the WWE. <laughs> And just bang this so, six-foot-tall, leggy, Towson alumni, yes. Stacey Keebler, who is a Ravens cheerleader. Can't miss this chorus again, bud. Okay. Put but, a oh, Stacey Keebler, we're in my wheelhouse. Keebler, a cheerleader, a Towson alum. Dude, the first time, quick, quick. Keebler aside. Now you have to get in before he goes, why do you, why do okay, you, why shit. do you? We were in college and Towson was famous for having very beautiful girls. Like that oh, was yeah. like what we were known for. Female babes everywhere. Female babes everywhere. Male babes too. Female babes. Top oh, of the charts. Out of I'm out of time already. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. I love that song. Uh, Little advice to the to the kids out there who haven't picked a uh, college yet. It's that time of year. You know, you got to figure out where you're going. It is. It's time to look ahead. Just go for the safety school because that's where the uh, I'm not going to say less intelligent girls go. Yeah, be careful here, Bob. It's the ones that aren't trying so hard. The ones that have other stuff they care about too. Or the the smart girls that you know didn't think that they there'd be any chance to get turned down by that first choice. Exactly. Yeah. yeah they've never been turned down before. The smart girl that just kind of overestimated her relevance. So they ended up at a school that had a really good uh, elementary education program. You know? Right, right. It's a, of... a broad brush now, Bob. Yeah. So uh, Towson, just a lot of, lot of female babes. and uh... Female babes as far as the eye can see. <laughs> and, of the uh, stage and screen. And being Maryland, a lot of blondes. So anyway, it was not, it was not like... Bob is fully erect now. Fully erect. 
was not uh, uncommon to see beautiful women every day. So one day we're walking through campus and we see this girl posing on the Towson Tiger. We had this like horrible looking paper mache Towson Tiger in the middle of campus. And there was this girl in a maroon shirt laying on the Tiger. And there was some guy taking photos, like professional looking photos of her. And we passed by and then we turned around and we passed by again. We probably did like four creepy walk-bys. Quadruple take. And we were like, that is the most beautiful female babe I've ever seen in my life. As far as the eye could see. We told everybody about Maroon Shirt Girl. And uh, at some point somebody was like, oh, she's a Ravens cheerleader. And then we found out her name was Stacey Keebler. We followed her as she like went to the WWE. And then 12 years later, she's dating George Clooney. Unbelievable. Who could have ever seen Maroon Shirt Girl with George Clooney? Nice job by Keebler. She got Clooney in, her, in, in his late prime and and went to the Oscars with him. That was yes. people right next to Clooney on the red carpet. I feel bad for Clooney, though, at that time, having to be like, no, I'm, I'm serious about this. Yeah, no, she's a great girl. Like He had to play it like he wasn't just... Like Brad Pitt was like, George, I don't know if you should be doing this, man. You're a little old for this type of girl. No, she's a really great girl. <laughs> like, how many conversations did he have? Yeah, a lot. And then he settled down with, you know. Uh, I mean, uh, we can't even say anything bad about Amal. I would never say anything bad about him. Amale Stardemeyer. Oh, see, that's that's like, uh, that feels bad. I don't know why it does, but it feels bad. Uh, this song is called Body. Okay. The other interesting thing about this album, uh, this that song's not one of them, uh, is usually when we cover these massive albums, they're so big that there's the four, five, six singles everyone knows, but then the record label tries to squeeze out that extra drop yep. and throws out another single that doesn't take off. Even the record label's like, no. We know, we know what we got here. There's nothing else here. Yeah. And it's just there are five huge hits on this album and then no other singles. Yeah, I haven't even recognized a note of the other songs. Uh, which makes sense. Here is the next track. It is called Not That. I went out of order. Okay. And uh, this this song deserves its due, Bob, because it's one of the great dumb bangers of the last 25 years. Love me some dumb bangers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here we go. Let's tip some cows. Let's do donuts in the parking lot and get to a fight, McDonald's! Who was, wait, who was it that said we're like a 2018 Beavis and Butthead? Uh, that was my buddy Dom. Yeah, uh, Dom's on point. Definitely on point. And I actually, it's funny you say that because I didn't connect the dots there, but then I was thinking this was a perfect Beavis and Butthead video slash song, but I think it probably yeah, I can't remember came that. after the Beavis and Butthead. Also, they never did anything this big. Everything was like the more random late night. This is uh, Machine Head, of course, the fifth and final single off 16 Stone. Released in November '95, reached num- number uh, top five in modern rock charts as well as mainstream rock charts. 
a huge hit. Top 50 on the Billboard 100. Number 24 in the Hot 100 Airplay. My goodness, Bob. But it was even nominated Best Video from a Film at the 1996 MTV Music Video Awards. Whoa. What film? However, it did win the MTV Movie Award for Best Song from a Movie at the 1996 MTV Movie Awards. Now, what movie was that? Oh, I know what it was. Holy shit. It's from fucking Fear. Oh, shit. You're right. Mark Wahlberg. Let me in the fucking house. Wait, this was in that part? This no. was not. Uh, it's on that soundtrack. Wow. Sure. Yeah, you're right. Fuck. That's Let amazing. me in the fucking house. This is one of two Bush songs that was featured in the film Fear. The other being Come Down. That movie, the producer's like, we love the new Bush album so much. <laughs> we need two songs in there. <laughs> we can't choose just one. Hey, we should do that for our Spotify playlist. <laughs> hey, could, could we uh, could we maybe get three and let uh, Reese get fingered to glycerine? On the, no? Okay, we'll do Wild Horses then. Uh, not the first time we've talked about uh, fear and the fingering scene in particular. It's very important. What was the Nikki Glaser uh, commentary? That was, uh, yeah, she, did, she talked about it on uh, Not Safe, where that was the moment her vagina turned on. On our pod, too, she talked about it, didn't she? Fear? Probably, yeah, because that roller coaster moment was a very big moment for a young Nikki Glaser. Yeah, for sure. Oh, he, this is so dumb, too. Listen to when he sings here. Did he just mumble in <laughs> what is he talking about? It's being anyway. a creep. This song, uh, very important uh, memory in my life. What? This was the song after I got my license and I got in my car and I got to drive without somebody else in the car for the very first time. Yeah. Turned on the radio. This was the song that came on first. Wow. So this was like my first solo driving song. I... And I floored it. <laughs> well, you have to. I don't to. know. You have to. I, yeah. And I fucking rocked out. I was like, breathe it, breathe out. You have to do it, but yeah. I went with that was a very carefully thought out moment for me, and I remember revving up the tape deck to "Where the Streets Have No Name" by U2. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd never been in a car alone. I put the, I popped the tape in, and just was like, "Take me to heaven, Bono." Also, very apropos because you had the worst sense of direction, so you had no <laughs> idea what streets you were on in the first place. I'm glad you found your way home. That's good, Bob. Hey, listen, I got no comeback. You got me. <laughs> um, this next song is called, so shouts to Machine Head. This next song is regrettably titled Testosterone. Oh, yeah. Uh, it sounds like it. Wait, did this song give birth to Creed? Some, I think Bush as a whole gave birth or to Creed. Nickelback. This is very, like, proto-Nickelback. There's some DNA here. There's some shared DNA. You can't deny that. I don't have much time for this song. Do you, Bob? Let me hear it. Because not that we're going to pick uh, testosterone to be on our playlist, but we're in, a, <laughs> well, be kind of funny. we're in a weird spot with this album because like you said, yeah. there's nothing in that middle zone that we could put on. It's either a mega hit or a song that you've never heard before. Yeah. So I'm kind of open to maybe finding a hidden gem on this but album. We're very open in this episode, clearly. We're clearly open. Not bad, actually. Yeah. For a song called Testosterone, it's not too bad. It's exceeded its name. Yeah. Which, you know, but this one's going to have an uphill ba- battle, too. Monkey. Oh, is it the cover of the Counting Crow song? How many uh, songs do we have left? Did you just 
cite a deep track on 1996's Recovering the Satellites album? Yeah, it was a, the, the rare cover where this came first. About Courtney Cox. I kind of like this. Okay, let's I'm in, Bob. I kind of like this one. This should have been the sixth single. They could have squeezed this out. I respect that the record label showed some restraint, but when your fifth single is Machine Head, you're basically like the equivalent of a three-point shooter that's just on fire doing a heat check. Yeah. Throw out the sixth single. Yeah. Hit Monkey and see what happens. Or at least like slide it onto a soundtrack for some like teen skater movie. Put it on fear. <laughs> Why not? You have to understand historically how important this album was to Gavin Rosdale, who not only became a millionaire and had an album that he could tour behind for the rest of his life and um, obviously changed his life forever, it also led to him, <laughs> Gwen Stefani, in a big spot. In, a, in the biggest spot. In the biggest spot possible. The first couple of uh, alt-rock, nobody ever called them. But <laughs> nobody ever did it, but they really should have. Yeah. Um, it led... That was like the romance of the mid-90s. We talked about it on the Tragic Kingdom episode, which you should check out. Uh, but Rossdale and Stefani, Tony Kaanel gets kicked to the side. <laughs> Rossdale gets rid of all of his paramours, which I'm sure there were many. Actually, he fathered some girl when he was like 18. Remember that came yeah, up and he hit had, him in the uh, ass? Yeah, he had a daughter. It was like one of those things where a model, was like like a model. popped up. Well, his daughter was a model, yes. too. Yeah. Was he a model? I think he was a model. Could have, could have been. Could have been. Should have been. <laughs> Mel Babe on the cover of Rolling Stone. What? Oh, yeah. He's on the bed in the blanket. Oh, yeah. Come on. We had our friends, our friend Sarah, I think. Was it Sarah? Doesn't seem very Sarah like, but I think it was Sarah at Villanova had a uh, the cover of that album on the wall. I don't want to besmirch Sarah. I feel like you're besmirching a little bit. I, Somebody, I, a, a woman that I was friends with during this era. Uh, had that album come. No, it was me. Oh, it was you. Yeah. Okay. Wait, holy shit, it was you. Didn't you have all the Rolling Stone covers on your wall at some point? In college, yeah. Holy shit, it was you. We had every... When I was like a, <laughs> so, no, a junior in college, my roommates and I, I had every Rolling Stone from like 94. Four through ninety-eight or whatever. Right. We, um, I sacrificed my Rolling Stone uh, collection to take the covers off and wallpaper a full wall with yeah. all of the covers. It was effective. It was amazing looking. It was well worth it. But uh, yeah, it was a wall of Rolling Stone covers. It and Rossdale's really cool. uh, shirtless bod right above your own bed. Well, no, this wasn't above During my bed. During a very this curious our, time in your life. This is in our living room. This was not above my bed. But he definitely got some prime spot because that was a very hot cover. All right, we can't. We gotta give glycerine the props it deserves. We have to give this a lot of props. We might have to listen to this one twice. Yeah, let's uh, listen into a little bit right now. One of the great ballads, and one of the strangest names for a love ballad ever. Mm -hmm. Let's listen to glycerine. Don't let the days go. 
this was the song in 1995 that I decided I wanted to lose my virginity to. <laughs> That's a good like snapshot into the mind of a teenage boy. Yeah. That these are the conversations you're having with yourself. Yeah. Like this is like <laughs> when it happens, if it ever happens, this is the song I'm going to flip on. Right. To lose the V card in a very passionate way. Oh, a very sexy way. With a unnamed woman. Uh, I like when the guitar comes in here. A female babe. She's a female babe, obviously. Obviously. And this ties into my story about it. I mean, I'm just, I'm going to share something. Okay. Get ready. Do I know this? No. That glycerine part? Yeah. In the video, he's wearing like a red shirt and he has like a ch- neck choker. It's like open, right? It's got, it might have been a V-neck. V-neck, yeah, yeah. But the sleeves are very, like hot guys like to do the sleeves a little shorter. Yeah, we do. And <laughs> so many hot guys, just like you, Bob, like to do the sleeves a little bit shorter. And during that glycerine part, he's like playing his guitar and he's flashing his biceps. Mm-hmm. And it looks like kind of he's jerking off a little bit. This is how I saw it. And I remember being like, damn, like that's exactly what I want to look like. In an <laughs> ideal scenario, if I could look like a guy, uh-huh. it's Gavin Rossdale. And maybe we get a gif of it, Bob. You're very good with gifs. The part when he's playing the guitar during that part and his bicep is flashing, his right bicep. Yeah. That is the body that I wanted, that I would never have but I wanted because I think probably to, to tie into the theme of this episode, there was a part of me that was sexually curious about the way, how good he looked there. And I was just like, I want to be that guy. Right. No, that makes That's sense. That's how I processed it. Right. Well, yeah, because you didn't want to uh, bed him. You wanted to be him. <laughs> yes, he's a male babe. Obviously. Obviously. But that was a very specific moment in your uh, sexual awakening. Yeah, it came out when we were what, 15 years old. Yeah, it makes sense. You're trying cur- to figure some shit. You're out. confused about a lot of things, maybe not your sexuality, but you're Listen, confused. I ain't gay. You're confused about All right. Your, you're confused so about get off things. my back. It's a weird time. I'm into girls, man. All types of girls. I feel like you're overcompensating a little bit. Just a little bit. The fact that you're yelling at me and the vein in your forehead is bulging right now. <laughs> that was every conversation I had in early 1996. <laughs> you know the vein in his forearm? That's coming out of your forehead right now as you yell at me about liking women. Not the vein I wanted. Hold on. Before we go on. This is penultimate track, by the way. Hold on. Alien. Before we get to the penultimate track, yeah. we need to take one more quick break. Turn the song off. Oh, quick break. Bob. We need to take a quick break for a word from our second sponsor. Hey everybody, this podcast is brought to you by Bruno. Bruno! Not enough Brunos in the world. There's not enough Brunos in the world, and there's not enough Brunos advertising on our show. Just one. Just one. And the good thing about this Bruno, the best thing in fact, is that he doesn't even have anything to advertise. He just wants us to say his name as many times as possible. I don't even think he wants that. I don't think Bruno even wants that. Bruno said that he once bought mail-order underwear to help an inferior podcast, so this is the least he could do. And it, it I believe is. he's re- referring to my hugely successful football podcast. Uh, and if that's so, Bruno, this one's for you. And what I'm referring to, this one is underpants that really give you a nice bulge meundies.com wait a minute how did this become an ad for meundies well he brought it up bruno 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 thanks bruno bruno you're the best bruno bruno Bruno. bruno.com bruno (laughs) 
And we're back. That was fun. Sponsors. Those guys, uh, those guys paid some good money to be yeah. sponsors. So thank you to our sponsors. Thank you. And you could be a sponsor as well if you uh, check out throwback.com. Or excuse nope, me. Not even close. Patreon.com slash throwbackpod. Yes. And you could get the link at our Twitter page at throwbackpod. Yeah. This is Alien, the penultimate track uh, on 16 Stone. Again, another one-word title, Bob. Really uh, aping 10 by Pearl Jam. Right to aping. the end. yeah. People don't use aping enough instead of copying. I like aping better. Aping's good. Yeah. It's too similar to vaping, which has a negative connotation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, boy. Whoa, Rostow cutting loose. Let's listen. Shit, this is probably an artistic statement. This is a six and a half minute, essentially a closer. The follow, follow, final track is Ex-Girlfriend, which is just 45 seconds long. Oh, do we know if that's a hidden track, perhaps? It might be. Now on iTunes and Spotify and the rest, it doesn't let you know that it's a hidden track. That screams hidden track. Yeah. Yeah, this would make sense that a minute, a six and a half minute song would be the closer of the album. And you know, I can tell you right now, if there are any Bush fans out there, probably not from the UK, they're going to tell you that this is the best Bush song ever. I'm into chicks, all right? Bob, get off my back! <laughs> nobody's, nobody's arguing with you. I gotta get to Walgreens. My ship's starting. <laughs> God, there's so many hot male babes that come in Walgreens, but I'm not into it. Or am I? No. I feel like this is a song that uh, Stephen Jenkins of Third Eye Blind does a lot better. But, oh. you know, Rossdale gave it a shot. I like this. Come on, in a world, in an album where there's no middle... When there's only bangers and crap, this this is right smack in the middle, maybe even leaning towards banger. This sounds good. I like this. Well, I didn't say it was bad. I just said that I this know, is like a like a deep track on the thir- the first Third Eye no, Blind album yeah. that would have been like this. God of Wine is what this is the right. equivalent of. No, that's I agree with that. But I like this. I'm okay with this. All right. It's good. I like Alien. That would be my favorite non-single track. Yeah, I agree. But I don't. It'd be a little pretentious, Bob, to put it on the Spotify playlist. It would be a lot pretentious. <clears throat> like no one has ever connected Bush with any type of pretension, but I think that would qualify. I are think we, we got to go with the single. Are we going to? Uh, wait, can we do John Cicada? I would love to do John Scotta, but we have to follow a code. It has to be on the album we discussed. There is a code. There is a code in place. Um, oh, I never got to say who I thought the hottest guy I saw was. Oh, yeah. What do you got? I'm going to go with our old neighbor, Galen Gehring. Uh, yeah, soap a, opera actor from yeah. Passions and then uh, currently on Days of Our Lives. He was a hot dude. Very good looking. Yeah. Impossibly good looking and also uh, did not and does not age, which is very frustrating, but... Listen, sometimes God, you know, yeah. throws an ace at somebody. I'm glad he, I don't want him to ever age. I want him to be beautiful forever. <laughs> I think you're getting your wish. Yes, I did it. 
Um, all right, Bob, it's time to pick the song for the Spotify playlist. I want you to nominate a song, Bob. Uh, I think we're in agreement. It'll be one of the big five. Singles. I guess so. That's going to be weird. Well, all right. So going it's back not to unprecedented, on the I know it's not unprecedented. Going back to what we said earlier, though, if I were to rank the singles from five to one, right? I would go five. I think everything's Zen at five. I think so. I am. I'm with you on that. Come down at four. I would probably put. Oh no, sorry. Little Mo- things at four personally. Oh, you would. Yeah, oh. I like all the songs uh, singles besides everything's Zen, which I don't have a problem with. Right. So it's not easy. Well, are we in agreement? Glycerine is one. It's if you're in a certain type of mood or discovering yourself sexually when you're 16. <laughs> uh, yes, but all uh, right. So maybe there is no consensus here as like to the, what goes five to one. Honestly, I w- I'll just throw in throw come down in there because I think it's a like an enduring modern rock classic and uh, uh, of that era, and I I think it's just a really strong single. With, yeah, I agree. Uh, Glycerine's a little on the nose. Yeah. And Machine Head is fucking amazingly stupid in the most beautiful way. Yep. But I don't know if it fits on our playlist. I don't think it does. So Should we do it? We, so, oh, so you were saying Come Down is the one that you're putting on the, you want to put on the playlist. I would nominate Come Down, uh, but I'm still curious what you think. Because I, I could go in a different direction. Well, what you said when Come Down came on was like, this is the song that is still on all the time. Well, relatively, it's not like being overplayed, but I think it's, I mean, all these songs get played a lot, but I think Come Down is the one that, I don't know, I guess sounds a little fresh to me still when okay. I hear it. I just think it's a better song. And we can't do Swallowed off the next album? I wish we could. I wish we could too. Fucking love that song. <laughs> all right. Uh, are we, do- we going to do a Razor Blade Suitcase album? You never know. You never know, bro. <laughs> anything could happen nowadays. All right, pick it, Bob. Anything. Let's go with Come Down. Okay. Because I, I was leaving the door open for little things. I was, I was thinking little things, but you made a good case for Come Down. All right, there you go. Come Down is the next addition to the Spotify playlist, also available on Apple Music, so check it out. We're uh, closing out on 40 songs. Uh, yes, patreon.com slash throwbackpod. That's where you can get involved, support the show. Uh, keep it going because uh, with your support, this is going to go on until one of us dies. Or both of us die. Or both of us die in a garage fire that you start. argument. That you start because you're not gay. Because you're not gay. Get off my back, Bob! Uh, you follow us on Twitter, at ThrowbackPod, Instagram, at ThrowbackPod. You can email us at gmail at thethrowbackpod at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Dan around Culver City. He walks very slowly. And Is that a fat joke? No, it's just a you walk slow joke. And uh, thank you guys again. Yes, thank you. We can't wait to continue this strange show uh, with you listening along. Till next week, go fuck yourself. <laughs>